Yo, welcome back, Wolfpack. This is the Fantasy Fixers Podcast, and I'm your host, Winston Wolf. And I'm here to fix your team. Oh, doesn't that sound so lovely? All right, let's get into the news and notes because we got a lot to unpackage. We're getting a late start for the week 13 recap and the week 14 waiver wire ads of the week. All right, Keenan Allen is on the COVID list. Uh, so more to come if he's actually vaccinated. If not, he'll have to have two negative tests before uh, Sunday. So more to come. Be on the lookout. Uh, Adam Thielen went down with a high ankle sprain. That's a three to four week injury. Uh, you may miss him for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Fingers crossed. Uh, Eli Mitchell's in concussion protocol. Usually I would say go grab Jeff Wilson, but it seems that uh, he heard a surgically repaired knee this week, and Shanahan said he's a uh, day-to-day. So he may very well be doubtful. Um, that will leave Jermichael Hasty as the one-man wolf pack if Eli Mitchell can't go this week. Julio Jones has entered the 21 window, 21 day window to come off the IR. I don't know if this means anything because he wasn't he hasn't been good all year. But they need him. He's the only viable option with uh AJ Brown still on IR, so he may become an asset worth starting. I don't actually trust the situation, but they are facing Jacksonville up next. And who doesn't go crazy on Jacksonville? Um, Logan Thomas didn't tear his ACL, so uh, you probably won't see him for the rest of fantasy, but that's a good look knowing he, he didn't go down with that injury. That's a year-long injury. Unfortunately, Kenyon Drake did. Uh, he broke his ankle in the game, um, so he's of course he's done. So Josh Jacob is a weekly RB1 at this point. Uh, not that this matters for anything other than the opposing DSTs. Tyrod Taylor is week-to-week with a wrist injury. Joe Burrow has a dislocated dislocated finger, but pants to play through the pain. (laughs) Joe Mixon got a little dinged up, so uh, you should get any viable handcuff at this point of the season because nobody can afford to lose their RB1 this late in the game. Mac Jones injured his wrist from so many passes in the win against the Bills. The Buffalo Bills coach wasn't impressed by a team beating him with three passes. That's laughable. Uh, they simply played bully ball and, and showed that y'all can't stop the run even with even if we say the name of the run play at the line of scrimmage. All right, let's get into the games. Uh, the Bucks beat up on the Falcons, thirty to seventeen. The King is back. On this pace, looks like Brady will win the MVP. You had to know this type of game was coming when Fournette landed four TDs last week. Uh, Brady shares the wealth like Robin Hood, men in tights. A uh, winner is all the Bucks. If you started them, they boomed. All right, the loser of this game is Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's good. And he's a matchup nightmare for any linebacker, but it just seems like they don't know how to use him. He's the 2015 Cordero Patterson at this point. You're forced to start him every week, but it's ugly. Uh, he did play the most snaps, so he's 67 of 71, so he, he's on the field a ton. But he's going to give you 10 PPR points, and you have to start him. Because even with 10 points per in PPR, that's still a good tight end. Um, Cordero Patterson. Uh, since his injury, he's only been playing 50% of the snaps. Uh, hoping he gets healthy. But the only thing that helps health is time off. And that's what we don't have after the bias. The Arizona Cardinals beat up on the Bears 33-22. 
and I told a guy to pay to play uh cousins over collar. And Yoda went B A N A N A S. Uh, imagine seeing him light it up like a Christmas tree in the first quarter and Kirk is playing like poo. Granted, Kirk did redeem himself by the end, by the end of their game, but getting beat beat by the lines is a fireball defense at this point. Zimmer might want to update his uh resume. Uh, the winner has to be Collar, who contributed four touchdowns in the first game back from his injury, and he didn't skip a beat. He's back. He looks 100% to me. Part two winner, David Montgomery, who scorched my bench. With 29 touches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. The loser of this game is Darnell Mooney. You had to play him because of the his performance from last week against the Lions, but I didn't like the conditions. Arizona's like six against wide receivers, Soldier Field, Cole, 25 miles per hour wins. It was all shaping up to be a bad performance, but you were forced to play him because he went bonkers against the Lions. Uh, the Chargers were in a knockdown, drag down game against the Bengals. This was a fun game to watch. Uh, the Battle of the Young Guns. Justin Herbert and Smoking Joe Burrow. Raise your hand if you thought Mixon would have 346 rushing yards in this game. Oh, everybody in this class. Everybody was wrong. Mixon still came away with a TD, but I, I think we all got spoiled with how good he's played over the last two months. He scored multiple touchdowns in the last four games in a row and scored a TD in every game since week four. The winner of this game is the young gunslinger, Justin Herbert. He went 317 yards and three touchdowns and secured a huge road win. The loser of this game is Jamar Chase. He had a huge drop that was a perfect dime from Burrow. And the pass slipped right out of his hands into the defender's. It was an easy walk-in 70-yard TD, and that changes everything. I personally have zero stock in Jamar, but that would have easily changed the narrative of him hitting the rookie wall. The Lions stunned the Falcons with a walk-off touchdown. The Lions might be the worst, best team I've ever watched. They are bad, but they fight weakly, like they have the spirits of the 300 Spartans. They celebrated in the locker room like they were going to go to the game on February the 13th in SoFi Stadium. And I'm personally here for it. I enjoy seeing grown men excited about football like they were when they were kids. The Lions dedicated the win to the people that were affected by the Oxford High High School shooting. Uh, I respect it. It was an awful incident, and I pray for the families and everyone that's affected. Uh, the winner of this game, game ball goes to Dan Campbell. It's difficult to make millionaires fight like uh when the se- fight like that when the season is actually over. Most coaches they would have lost their locker room by now, but they came away with the dub. Hats off. Loser of this game is Adam Thielen, and it's it's only because it's not only because he got injured, but just because you might lose him for the rest of the season. You started him, he left the game, and he's probably gone two to four weeks. So you could potentially lose him and have to drop him and those fantasy points are gone. The 12 to 15 that you could pencil in every week, it's no longer. The Finns got the dub against the New York Giants. And what would you expect with uh, Mike Glennon at the helm? Daniel Jones should be out another week, and I don't see the need to rush him back when the season is done. The winner of this game is Jalen Waddle, the target machine, going 9 for 90. He's become a solid weekly flex 
with RB, no RB, with a wide receiver two ceiling. The only thing preventing him from being a wide receiver one is TDs. He only has four in the season. The loser of this game is Saquon Barkley. He's been RB3 or very weak flex, and you're only starting him because of name value. Just imagine if his name was Adrian Peterson and stop playing and stop starting him. It's done. I hope you have better options, especially this late in the season. The Eagles defeated the Jets 33-18. Minshew Mania and Dallas Goddard. God hurt. Are the winners of this game, and Gardner has a beautiful mullet, by the way. Uh, it takes a special man to wear that hairstyle like he's on his way to Studio 54. The loser of this game is uh, Winston Wolf. Yeah, I sat Elijah Moore for DK Metcrap. I believe the OC when he, when he said they were going to get DK more involved. I'm in a do- I was in a dogfight uh, because of that mistake. I feel stupid. Like when you let somebody cheat off your paper and they write everything down, including your, your name on their paper. Now you're both in trouble. Every time I want to believe in the Raiders after a big game, they simply let me down like a toddler with a leaky diaper. Redskins won on the on the road against the Raiders 17-15. The winners of this game is the backfield for both teams. Uh, Josh Jacobs and uh, Antonio Gibson. Volume, volume, volume. Both had a great fantasy day. And our RB1s, as long as they dominate the touches and their backups are injured um jd mckissick is due back probably in a week or two or so kendrick drake he's done Kenyon drake is done uh the loser is terry mclaurin he's such a talented receiver that you've been playing every week but he'll have one cooper cup type game and then he'll disappear like hollow man and it's not his fault because they run a ton and taylor heineke spreads the ball around a lot so He's not locked onto him like Big Ben and Deontay Johnson. So these type of games will come, but you're forced to play him. Uh, speaking of Big Ben, uh, he came away with the win against his biggest lifelong foe, the Baltimore Ravens. Still just won straight by in a dogfight, 20-19. Game ball goes to Big Ben, who announced his retirement. And I think it's safe to say no one was surprised. Hail to the farewell tour. That's, uh, I guess, a starting now. Uh, the loser of this game has to be the Ravens receiving core. Uh, this was a tough outing. Other than Sammy Watkins scoring on the waiver wire, none of these receivers had over 10 BBR points. You just expect more because the, the guys are so talented in Marquise Brown and Mark, Mark Andrews. Um, I guess it's only one game, and so maybe I'm being a little critical. Uh, Rashad Bateman put up a goose egg. Uh, once Watkins was asserted back into the lineman up, he's only playing 50% of the snaps. Who would have guessed that the Seahawks had anything left in the tank to beat the 49ers? And that they did, 30-23. It's a good thing the Seahawks picked up Adrian Peterson. What would they have done without him? King Kittle, he's the winner of this game, uh, going crazy. Nine grabs, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Loser of this game is DK Metcrap. He did go five for 60 which was a mega upgrade from last week, but uh, it's 11 points. He was a wide receiver five last year. 6'3", 229. Runs like Forrest Gump, busting out of leg braces. Strong enough to thump you into another dimension. And he's getting Rashad Bateman numbers here. 
I can't start you, DK. And I know you're going to light up my bench. And I don't even care. I have to see it when it happens. I only have one thing to say about the Rams versus Jags. Get more than one source when it comes to your fantasy news. I only took the word of one source from for the news of uh, Daryl Henderson would be active. So I benched both him and Henderson on the thoughts that I don't want them to be splitting the carries. Boy, was I wrong. They didn't split the carries at all. The Chiefs took care of uh, business against the Broncos. And when, when Mahomes uh, scored in the first drive, I felt like Michael from the office during the fire drill. He scored three measly points after that drive. I was furious. I was about as mad as kids pranking their dads by telling their their mom to shut up in front of them. If you haven't, if you've never seen those, you should look them up on YouTube. Pretty funny. The winner is Javante Williams. How could he not be a game record this week when he has been styled all year while sharing the carries with Melvin? Twenty three carries, one hundred and two yards, six grabs, seventy six yards through the air. And a touchdown. He led the team in rushings, <laughs> rushings, rushing yards, targets, and receptions. And the only reason uh, he didn't lead the team in receiving is because Jerry Judy had 77 yards to his 76. He reminds me of Jones Drew, just a human pinball. The loser is all the Chiefs. If you haven't unlocked this offense by now, it's not happening this year. And you're forced to start them because – they can put up Steph Curry numbers, but you can't feel confident in any chief right now. All right, let's get into the most important part of fantasy, the waiver wire picks of the week. I have to say, this is a, a kind of dry list, like Popeye's Biscuit dry. Like the, the, the actual lottery, well, the running back lottery for waivers was last week with uh, Madison and... Jamal Williams, who was who was okay last week. He didn't kill you. Madison scored 20. Um, the number one pick, I think, for running backs right now is Dante Foreman of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he's 41% on in the last showing. Uh, he came away with 19 rushes, 109 yards, and they played Jacksonville next. And you know what teams do to Jacksonville. Uh, Miles Sanders suffered an ankle injury, but the Eagles are currently on a bye. And who knows who will emerge from this backfield? I, I keep seeing like different posts of guys saying, "Go get Gainwell, go get Boston Scott." I don't know if you can get any of these guys. It's, this is a very messy backfield, and you you should avoid it. Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell plays this week, uh, considering he came back in the game. So it looks like he had lingering symptoms the next day. But if he doesn't play, I think Hasty is a great play if he's the only running back on this team. One man Wolfpack. The number one wide receiver to add. I keep I feel like I've been beating this drum for weeks. He did put up a, a Cheerio a month ago, but since then you have to pay attention to his targets. Seven targets, eight targets, twelve targets. Last week, eleven grabs for one thirty. Gage is the benefactor for teams paying so much attention to Kyle Pitts. Uh, the number one tight end to add, Taylor Conklin. Conk, conk, conk. I think he benefits from the Adam Thielen injury. Conklin went 7 for 9 for 56. You can't argue with 12 PPR points from a tight end at this point. Uh, Taysom Hill. 
He's the only QB I sort of like if you're desperate. Uh, this is where fantasy and reality are two totally different stratospheres. Taysom Hill had four interceptions and still landed 20-plus fantasy points, depending on your league settings. But he still had a good fantasy day. So those are my picks right there for just player personnel. Let's get into the DSTs because they are super important, and it's a bunch of juicy DSTs out there. All right, my favorite DSTs of the week are the Titans, Packers, Chargers, and Seattle if Davis Mills is playing. I think these are some sneaky guys to add. And here's another thing. is If you're already locked into the playoffs, go ahead and get that second DST. Get prepared for the playoffs next week. If you're on a bye, get the week 16 DST. Let's get ready. Let's get prepared. All right, if you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. Another episode down in the books. All right, if you're not a part of the Fantasy Fixers page on Facebook, you should. All right, now here's, this is for the top fans on the Facebook page group. If you are the, one of the top fans, I want to see the first person to post the last three MVPs on the page. That's it. Just a simple post. Might be a prize at then. See y'all.